trigger warning for this episode. <laughs> Let me try that again. Guys, a little trigger warning for this episode. It is about suicide and mental health. If you need help, just seek it. If you seek are it. not um, able to listen to this episode, please click away if it's better for you. And if it's good for you, definitely listen. Enjoy this episode. Previously on The Slut Show. Hey, my name is Ellen Moore. Nice to meet you. I host The Slut Show on the internet. I ask people if they masturbate and watch porn when I was 14 on camera. I post myself basically naked on the internet. Besides that, I was abused. I had anorexia and I did modeling internationally. But apart from that, I'm quite normal. I've been on a date with a gigolo. What? <laughs> yes. An and undercover that- cop dressed in drag. This is like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm telling anyone this. It's in today's episode of the slut show slut show the slut show with slut show. Ah. Ah. <laughs> we made this oh my god i care this is also very important for people with mental illnesses to hear i was like how do i deal with this good for you fuck that set those boundaries choose yourself and shouldn't be- turn into an unhealthy friendship because it was so close to home because she is literally born on the same date and i was so shocked that like Wow, now people my age are starting to die. Invest that time and energy in people who do give that back yes, to you. Yes, exactly. And it's it's been good. Shut the fuck up if you're not a therapist. If you, if you literally put your life on pause, then you won't be happy either. I want to be friends with you, just not with your problems. And that is... Yes. We're back. Back in the studio of The Slut Show. Three, two, one... Hey you, thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine. Maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. My name is Ellen Moore, and today I am back in the studio with my designer bald-ass bitch, fantastic feminist, and close friend, your son Maria. Welcome to the studio of this Let Show Thanks episode. For having me, episode again. four already. Fourth time is a charm, I guess. Yes, um, I know. I, I love being back every time. I'm so excited to do this thing with I you again. I get such good vibes every time I leave here. It's amazing. Fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, today we're going to be discussing a quite heavy subject but very interesting how to deal with friends struggling with mental health issues and before we get into all of the juicy stuff and the very personal information because we got very interesting questions as well here we go the slut show with ellen moore the podcast slash talk show about shit we as females have to deal with on a daily base about feminism insecurities feeling like a bomb ass bitch and obviously about loads of sex enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment your weekly dose of empowerment exactly empower us with the most empowering thing you did recently Ooh, let me think about this the most empowering thing i did (laughs) (laughs) the most empowering thing i did lately you know what we're gonna start with solely science and we're gonna get to the most empowering thing in a bit because we need some time to think because we didn't prepare this properly <laughs> Woo, that's us I'm as well sorry. <laughs> let's get slutty science immediately slutty science i got some slutty science for you because we like to stick to facts slutty science with slutty science uh it's not that slutty this time but it's interesting science In 2016, suicide was the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. 
suicide rates have steadily increased in recent years. From 2000 through 2016, suicide rates increased for both males and females, with greater annual percentages increasing occurring after 2006. Among females aged between 25 and 44, 32% of suicides involved firearms. Firearms were the second most frequent means of suicides among females aged 45 and over, accounting for 32% of suicides among those aged between 45 and 64, and for 38% among those who were aged between 65 and 74. And for a astonishing uh, 33% among those aged over 75. These are obviously shocking numbers and they're they're huge. Um, mm-hmm. What is your personal experience in your personal life with suicide? Uh, the thought of wanting to kill yourself. Have you been through that yourself? Have you had friends think um, about those things? I've never, I've never like seriously considered suicide when I was like maybe 13, 14. I was sort of the only thing I've ever had is being curious about what life after death looks like. Are you just dead? And I was like, what? Wh- I was just thinking, what if I would kill myself? What would happen? But I never actually considered doing it. Mm-hmm. The daughter of my neighbor uh, killed herself. Wow. And she she was grown up. She just had a baby. And that was pretty pretty heavy on my mom. And on, on uh, my neighbor is a... 60 year old woman or she was 62 at the time i think she's a bit older now so she's taking care of the baby now no her husband is but that's heavy uh they are uh, he remarried and they have another kid um which is really hard on our name my neighbor uh, she's i think closing to uh, closing maybe she's already 70 actually she's really fit and young in spirit Mm -hmm. and in She's really healthy. Um, Holy shit, that's very, very rough. Yeah, she lost a lot of family members, actually. So that's... She lost her husband as well and two other kids. So I don't know how she deals with life. But I think her grandkids uh, are the only one, only thing that are, is still keeping her... That are keeping her alive. She has them to live for. And she has... She had five children and three of them are dead. So... Holy shit, what a way to start this episode. Yeah, My I'm sorry. Goodness. But... And that's 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 one thing that i remember clearly but when she died i was i think 10 or 11 so i was ju- that I must just have left something that it for left you to be able to know this but, so detailed um yes definitely it made a huge impact but actually when i was i think 14 15 um I w- when i was in third grade of high school uh, or like middle school for the american listeners right um i was 14 i think we were on uh we went on a camp and uh, one of the old students that just graduated, he was like 18, 19, he was doing a gap year. He went with us because there weren't enough teachers that could come. And w- uh, with a few friends of mine, I had the m- most amazing week there. It was in Belgium and we did things like cycling and climbing and all these like adventurous things. That's awesome. We loved him. And he was really like the adventurous type. He was like exploring himself and we everybody l- really looked up to him. He He was the kind of person you think like he could do everything he w- when he was still in our school he was in the party committee and he was in the student council and he basically w- was a perfect he was human. everywhere he was everywhere and he could get along he wasn't too popular but he could get along with everyone but he didn't he wasn't like mean and then um i think a year later we found out that he killed himself wow 
and that's insane sometimes i i'm on the train and then uh you get the announcement there is a person on the track and you the train is stopping very abruptly mm-hmm. or you yes. hear a lot of noises yeah. happening and uh then i i often hear people say oh my god that's so annoying someone killed themselves and then i'm like oh my god you have no idea at what point you have to get in life in order for i know Uh, to want to kill yourself that is so it's it's weird to think that killing yourself is in any way selfish It, it it well it may be it may be selfish but it's you see it as the only way out it is selfish as fuck in my opinion but it is plausible in that sense that please don't kill yourself if if you need help in what what way or whatever if you're in the netherlands there's a it's there's a one one three yeah exactly the suicide hotline in the netherlands is 113 and uh american suicide hotlines and british suicide hotlines i will link in the description yeah as well. if you need help please seek help seek because help. it's not something light it's a very rough thing and you don't have to get over it yourself no but this this friend of mine he uh i don't know we had this like memorial uh a few days later at our school i didn't go to the school for a few days because i was so heartbroken and i didn't i wasn't even close to him i didn't know his parents i didn't know his friends i was quite like if you look at circles in life i was quite far removed from him but Mm -hmm. his death made had such a huge impact on me when i Mm -hmm. was young and uh the memorial was it was heartbreaking when i think about it i'm like getting a bit like i get a bit teared up as well because i don't know it's uh, this guy was so it was such a special special human and i know he's just not here anymore and that's fucked. that that is that is what it is and there's nothing we can do about that and uh, the memorial was really because it was at our school where he left a year ago so um it was really intimate and all, like old students were there as well and everybody could come but nobody had to it wasn't with the entire school it was like uh, during like third period everybody could come that wanted to and could skip class for that and like teachers were crying everybody was crying and the fact that there's like you don't realize but you have so many people that care about you that love you that you made an impression on even if you saw the, only met them a five years ago or 10 or 20 like those friends of your parents that maybe only saw you as a baby they're gonna be sad as well everybody is gonna be sad about right you. right so i think yeah. that um i there was a um preliminary school friend of mine mm-hmm. um she uh, killed herself a while back and she was one of my closest friends at the time and i did not keep in touch with her when we both went to different high schools and mm-hmm. we did not really keep in touch as our preliminary school uh, career developed um but she killed herself and she was uh just like i am born on the 7th of august 99 and that when she killed herself it really felt to me because it was so close to home because she is literally born on the same date and i was so shocked that like wow now people my age are starting to die yeah and that was just so insanely real to me and Mm -hmm. that similar to your story there were a lot of people at the funeral and at the memorial and whatever whatever more um and that hit close close to home i i really felt and um i've always struggled with mental stuff i've been depressed since uh i was very 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 young and i am currently on antidepressants i had an eating disorder anorexia and um my experience with that um is a friend of mine who i was in high school with she got anorexia when 
we were in first second second grade in high school um however much that is in american terms <laughs> um and she she started to just basically stop eating and she lost so much weight and i saw that happen and i was like oh my god why are you not eating and i even like texted her um her ther i emailed her therapist saying please admit her to to hospital because yeah. she needs help and she's apparently not being uh, not able to fix it on her own and that was so rough in that sense that i felt so um like i couldn't do anything and yeah. i think it's really really hard to support friends that are um in such a bad place what are things that you do when when you're uh, surrounded by people who are in a very bad place either it's an eating disorder or depression or whatever it is they're in a bad place how do you help them what do you do i um i try to make as clear as possible that they are not a burden to me that they are not bothering me with their problems that i want to listen i also very much try to not come up with easy solutions for very complicated problems because right. i see some friends i have one friend in mind that i'm thinking about right now and sometimes i hear, see, hear people around her say like oh yes but i have that too and don't think about it too much you're not actually this or you don't actually have that it's just a name or it's just a label and shut the fuck up if you're not a therapist if you're not her or his therapist just shut up and don't yes, come with your stupid so non-factual based the opinions I, the only thing i can do is be a support like set up a support system i try to make as clear as possible that you can call me whenever you need to it's a very dear friend of mine we don't know each other very long but we've been getting very close because we lived we live close and because of quarantine you couldn't really see a we lot of friends because yeah. we lived literally across from each other uh we saw each, each other a lot and um she's been like well I, I won't get into whatever uh because i don't know if she feels comfortable with that but the the main thing i really try to do is say okay i cannot i can i can have empathy and i can be there for you but i cannot understand what you're going through because i've never felt this myself i've had my sad days but i've never had a depression or f feeling very low for a long time um i do know i've also been been through shit and i know that it's it's hard but it might get better but it might not get better soon but i'll be there for you in the meantime you can always call me you can always tell me you can cry we can talk, I can distract you, whatever you need. I think it's especially important for people, like, obviously, this is <laughs> this is called how to help people who are struggling with mental illnesses, but I think this is also very important for people with mental illnesses to hear because it is important to express your needs because if you don't ex express your needs very clearly, then it's hard for your friends to be able to help you because they yes, don't know yeah, what's, yeah, exactly. wh how to help you either. I, I cannot always feel what she needs. Sometimes she needs someone who will listen to her, but sometimes she needs someone who will distract her but she finds it really hard to tell me exactly what she needs um actually something um which her therapists uh, should suggested or her psychology just um um she made a group chat with her closest friends that all live nearby right and in that way if she for example has some struggles with doing groceries or something she doesn't have to text really practical help it's really practical but she doesn't have to text me saying can you go with me to the grocery store or can you get this for me she can text in there is anyone going to the grocery store so you have there's five friends in there i think 
and then if there's anyone available then she doesn't feel like a burden it works out for us because we all have lives too which is rough but it's the truth yeah i cannot not devote my entire life to helping her of course that's just the way life works i think that's one of the hardest things to hear when when you're the one who's struggling with mental illnesses that people have a life and that you you're not their priority i think that's even though true one of the hardest things to hear because it's so but the, I, I, she is definitely one of my priorities definitely mm-hmm. but not my only one i cannot mm-hmm. put my entire life on hold for and her. you shouldn't no especially no that y- you cannot do that because then you you if you if you literally put your life on pause then you won't be happy either and then you cannot help them anymore in some point because then you're the one who's gonna suffer from all kinds of (laughs) things which is fucked up but i i i love her so much and i try to be there for her and i sometimes i don't really have the words and then i text her later like okay just still wanted to say this and she's like okay i love you and then i don't know i try my best i've i've literally when i just found out i've never had a friend before that had any signs of depression or mental health issues i literally googled for an hour how to support friends with mental illnesses what to do what not to do um and yeah well i think the most important thing for them is let them know their priority that they're not a burden listen and don't think you can solve it yeah i think that's a very hey did did you hear that I think we've got mail. We've got mail. We've got mail. <laughs> we've got a good question for you today. Uh, today's question is a very honest one, and it's also very much related to what we were talking about about okay. setting boundaries. Um, this is from a girl asking, I find it hard to define where boundaries lay with my friends who are struggling with oppression and other mental difficulties. On one hand, I want to be there for them, but I feel like I don't get anything back, and they're not supportive for me when good things happen in my life. But I also understand that sometimes it's impossible for them to give something back. How do I deal with that? Oh, that's a that's a rough one, actually. Um, and a very relevant question, I think, as well. Yes, yes. At, at some point, um, when you're so supportive of a friend that's struggling, I think a friendship can become unbalanced at some point if mm-hmm. one of uh, the friends always needs help and support and listening ear and the other one also has good moments and uh, doesn't feel like they can share that i've i've had that feeling sometimes but the thing is i have more than one friend and i have a lot of friends that i can share this these moments with and obviously uh you it depends on how long you know yeah for me this is really hard because i don't want to say at some point like okay yes i cannot share these happy moments with you and that makes me feel shitty i've i've, I've been there but then i think it's so complicated because it's, this is this is for me it's really complicated i, I think so this is I the hardest want, question yes. ever because you don't want to dump your friends because they're so depressed because you know that then it's going to get worse and then you're going to yes. feel super guilty but uh, you also well, don't want to that's not even why i don't want to dump them but it's not because i'm gonna feel guilty but and they're gonna get worse but also because i think it's not that bad that i have that i can i'm actually i would i'm glad that i can help and support and be there in any way but the truth is it's a hard truth but i think it is just the truth that um some you can only take so much you can only take so much before you like uh, 
shouldn't be, turn into an unhealthy friendship. I think this is very complicated because for me, this is one of my biggest fears being too much on that exact where this what this whole question is about um ex- that exact level like how am i gonna not be too much and how am i gonna keep that balance and i'm constantly being assured by my friends that don't worry you're also a lot of fun um and we can have great parties with you and we can have hilarious conversations and we can laugh a lot but there's also this um this downside to being friends with me and maybe it's not necessarily a downside but a different side let's say and i also struggle with when can i tell someone when can i tell someone this when can i not what is something that i should tell them because they're friends when can i not and you also realize that people take their distance and someone once told me and this is honestly the most hurtful thing someone has ever said to me ever oh there's weird hairs in my face That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um and that is i want to be friends with you just not with your problems and that is <sighs> the okay. hardest thing i've ever heard in my life but honestly i wouldn't that's 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 rude as fucking shit it's that's that's really fucking rude because nobody comes with zero problems and the fact that you are on like despite your depression you still have a fun and bubbly personality um that doesn't mean that you would be you without uh whatever you've been through so for me that's honestly ridiculous i can i can understand that somebody would at some point say okay um you um, I really want to support you, but you're draining my energy too much and you're holding me back, which is a really hard truth, but that can happen after mm-hmm. a long time of supporting someone and not getting anything in return. Correct. Which is, it's a really rough truth, but I think that's exactly what you said. There needs to be a certain amount of balance. The balance doesn't have to be 50-50. No, it can not be 90-10 for a very long time and then it goes... 80 20 then it goes 60 40 for you and then like the balances are always hard to find and once you found them you need to see if if they're still uh, accurate in the very moment that you're living in and and it's it's hard to find that and to cope with all those things um it's so personal and it depends on every single bit of the context i also really don't want if if my friend is hearing this i love you and i don't feel like you are a burden to me I feel so like do that's not worry. So this was more in general speaking, and I love you. Do not worry. <laughs> Good. I hope she's listening. We all love you. I hope so. You're you're listened to. You're cared for. You're heard. Um, you and can always, you can always call me or sliding my DMs. Uh, I know <laughs> you don't know me, but um, <laughs> I literally like the entire Reddit uh, used to come here. I I wasn't f- with, on the phone with her for like fifteen minutes. And oh, that's awesome we didn't see each other for three days so we had a lot to tell of course of course three, yeah three days three you entire know? days that's <laughs> yes. a lot man i mean <laughs> um i i completely understand that like the thing is though the the girl that said that to me we were mm-hmm. 16 17 ish and um she had a lot of things on her plate as well and um i had just run away uh, from home and i was just moving out and i had to work three jobs at the same time and she could not take she couldn't she couldn't see everything so happen because it was so hard just didn't have room for each other's problems right and, and especially because my life was moving and and, and changing in such a so rapid much, abrupt so much, yes. pace right that it was um 
I can imagine that it's also sometimes unbearable to see someone hurting so much because that's very much how I felt when my friend got that eating disorder. I felt so hopeless and helpless, especially. I felt like I couldn't do anything. Yes, yes, I've I've had that too because I don't I don't have any experience with any mental health issues myself. Um, so for me, I don't know how she actually feels and um, how my f- how they feel, what they are going through. They can only explain so much right. and i just know that it's probably worse than i think that it is because you don't see everything on the outside mm-hmm. and i just yeah for me it's i want to do as much as i can without putting myself like without killing myself for it like w- that's not the right wording <laughs> not literally no but like without uh, uh wearing myself out yeah. yeah um so for me I, I i'm still i'm still adjusting and trying to to figure out how to deal with all this but i think that it's i think it's good how we're i think we've had we found a good balance right now we have a support system built around her she knows she can always come to one of us she has good roommates i think i think right now uh she's dealing with like the the stuff she has with her uh, psychologist and um for the rest that we can do um we do what we can and i think that's working out for now it's not solved but i think we found a good good balance so i hope that she feels like that too i hope so too i really hope so i think that finding balance and not losing yourself in the whole situation is the key to being able to help your friends because mm-hmm. otherwise you can't help someone else unless you are in a stable mindset yes, and exactly. a stable mental place i feel like sometimes when i am helping people i lose myself in this pattern of becoming mom ellen they literally mm-hmm. some people like have me in their phones as mom yeah. ellen um which is funny but it's also a problematic pattern that keeps returning of me taking care of everyone around me instead of taking care of myself first yes especially if you're dealing with all the so things i'm dealing with right things on your own then it's i think i think a lot of people who are struggling themselves tend to f- want to focus on other people's problems problems and solving them to just get distracted and yeah it makes it feel better coping it's it's it's, but it's an unhealthy coping mechanism mechanism. because you should probably focus on yourself but for me like i don't have any mental mental health issues right now luckily Um, yes which i always took kind of for granted until i like i moved to amsterdam i have friends now who are struggling with all kinds of things i have uh all kinds of friends with uh, histories and whatnot and it made me realize okay i've I've not had the easiest life uh if you want to know about my family history watch the f- uh, episode before this one right. um but um i've I'm, I'm i'm healthy physically and mentally which is something that i now That's am huge. very grateful for which i never really uh realized that it was yeah. not the standard yeah i think that as soon as you realize that is not the standard should be um mentally healthy and physically healthy you yeah. you're like whoa i should be super grateful for the things that i yes am. exactly and i'm i'm, I'm grateful I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that i realized this before like maybe i i get something in the future i don't know you cannot you cannot know you cannot influence this um or maybe you can a little bit but something can happen and i'm grateful that i can realize already now that i'm grateful for being healthy and not just look back when i maybe am 40 and 
I have something and I look back like oh I used I why wasn't I happier with being so happy yeah exactly I think you need to go through rough patches in order to realize that the the good parts were actually actually really good yeah I guess so exactly I think that um what I was talking about earlier the the being mom Ellen uh being mom for anyone is not a good idea and that's why finding a balance in those kinds of friendships is very important um and that's also one of the most empowering things i did recently i just realized uh setting boundaries for myself i've been setting boundaries so much more i've been kicking people out of my lives um i have been unapologetic with it and it has been um rough on me because those are people that i love thoroughly and and wholeheartedly and uh but at a certain point you need to start looking out for yourself instead of constantly worrying about others and constantly doing everything for others you you cannot just take everything that others do to you and be like sure you can do that you can shit on my plate literally <laughs> like we say in dutch um and uh and then we're still friends no there is a certain amount of things that you can take from someone and then that's it that's mm-hmm. you you put them where they belong to the trash yeah i actually have a very similar story i didn't really okay so i have a few people in my life that i didn't choose to be in my life but they're just because of circumstances they just are and i cannot get rid of them and they didn't like me very well and i was constantly trying to please them trying to get them to like me and they just turned meaner and meaner and i really didn't know how to do and at some point i was crying in my room and i was like I don't I don't know how to like I couldn't get them out of my life until I um so um very relatable. I was like how do I deal with this and then I went on a holiday and when I came back uh I decided uh after 2 weeks okay I'm not going to give the I'm not going to try to please them anymore not going to try to give them attention they're still in my life but since I stopped doing that everything it's they've been a lot nicer and I cannot now it's it's a good balance i think i think the most important thing is that you stop worrying about it and then even if they don't give a shit about you or if they find you this or that or that Mm -hmm. that's not your problem anymore that's i think theirs i think they found me too much too well fuck them too much of everything and i started I, i was constantly trying to please them and trying to make myself smaller and uh being extra kind extra sweet like always always doing extra things for them trying to get to notice that i was trying my best Mm -hmm. and i just completely stopped doing that i was like good for you fuck that set those boundaries choose yourself invest that time and 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 now it's it's kind of flipped that's amazing invest that time and energy in people who do give that back to you exactly and it's it's been good it's been really nice that's amazing yeah that's yes yes again (laughs) <laughs> you can kind of hear it, I hope. Uh, thank you guys for... Thank you guys. Jesus. Thank you guys for watching. And thank you for being so open with us again. Thank you um, for having it's, me. It's always fantastic to do this with you. It makes me very, very happy. Yes, me too. I'm very honored to be in like four episodes of your amazing slut show. Oh my God. Oh, Look by at how way. beautiful this is. Guys, this, we made this. We made this. We made this. Oh my God. I if can't. You're, if you're listening oh, on wait, Spotify, by the way. We made this. Okay, here we go. Ready? We, we made this. <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify, Spotify, by the way, go check it, it out on YouTube because out we YouTube. have this beautiful oh background. Oh my God. We made the, the whole slut show. The slut show. The slut show. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 
Um, <laughs> amazing. Uh, I never, I forgot to do a shout out to the one and only uh, creator of my logo, which is uh, at Jenna Drawshit. She's also in the link of the YouTube video. She has an amazing feminist Instagram account with all of her fantastic drawings. She also drew the thumbnail of this video and of the previous three episodes. And she designed the logo. And I'm so grateful to be working with her. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so grateful to do this with everyone around me. There is an amazing a friend of mine uh, called Nikos. He's, he played in the tunes. Uh, all the guitar playing you hear in the video is his doing. Shout out to Nikos. Shout out to Nikos. Shout out to Janet Draw at Janet Draw Shit on Instagram. And shout out to Irsa Maria for doing this with me, for helping me design the fantastic background of the slut show. You're welcome, babe. You're very, very welcome. And for being so open again. If you're interested in reading the information I mentioned in Slutty Science, please check out the description box of the video. Uh, where you can find all the details and resources where I got this information as per usual. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. In next week's episode, I'm back with Irsa. What we're going to be discussing is going to be a secret because something very, very, very exciting is coming. Get ready. A new segment is going to be added and um, you're going to love it. If you love the slut show, you're going to love this so much. Get excited for next week. Um, please follow Irsa on Instagram, which is Maria. And follow me on Instagram, which is at Moore. Also, to be able to ask questions that we're going to be answering in our little mail segment. Uh, you and me or another guest. We're going to see if it's going to be you for the fifth one as well. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and share the Slut Show with your friends. And for now, Sluts out! out.